0: What's up, Visual Novel Book Club listeners? Uh, This is Slow Beef with just a heads up about today's episode. About 40 minutes in, we had some audio recording issues. So as such, in case you notice a drop in quality that's not up to the usual VNBC standards, it's all in your head. It's not really happening. No, I'm kidding. Um, That's why. So uh, again, thanks so much to Oren for uh, all the great editing work he does in general and uh, all his heroic efforts to get you the podcast you deserve and love thank you hey everybody welcome back to visual novel book club i'm your pal slow Beef. with me of course my good friend Oren ronan good evening my good friend rosella hello and forget this time, my good friend Turbo C. Hello, my good friend Polo Hoko. Hey, my good friend Jim. Hey, everybody. That's everybody, right? I didn't forget. It
1: is everybody. Yes, we're all here. It's the finale.
0: This is it. The end. Finally, no. Um, oh, we forgot
2: Devac this season. Oh ah, shit!
0: Jeez, no. somebody get uh, her on there. It's too late now. We have to just go. Listen, um i don't know about the rest of you but i i like this game a lot but i think i think i'm ready to say goodbye
3: yeah it's, it's been a long time it has been yeah i mean it, it was a little actually the last episode was a little like you know a little sad but also it was time with we've we put a lot of hours into this game
0: we did and talking about it so um with that who wants to kick it off
3: so uh let's see where did we leave off last time we were about to get uh Mikitoba in to testify and he's on the witness stand as we start off this this final part of the trial. Um, and for some reason that even he doesn't know, um, uh, Gori's there, uh, the daughter of uh, Dr. Scythe.
4: And, and she's she's staring directly at him, like perpendicular to the camera, staring into uh, into Mikatoba's soul, apparently.
2: Yeah. Also, she brought her knives to the courtroom because, of course, oh, yes, yeah. well. she doesn't go anywhere without them. She's there because he's going to talk about her
5: mother and he doesn't want her mother to be undefended. Yeah.
4: Which just raises the question to me, if they were going to have her come, then why is mom in super jail?
3: Uh, I guess she's guilty of, the judge says, uh, the uh, Strongheart says she's guilty of perjury and so we won't hear from her again because that has not been the standard at all for anyone else at any time. <laughs> perjury just makes you amend your testimony.
4: Well, perjury that looks bad for the uh, the the attorney, the district attorney or whatever Grand Justice, that that's a problem.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe this whole system's a little corrupt or something. I don't know. Mm. Weird. What,
4: what are you gonna do about it, Slovays?
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play some Ace Attorney Chronicles <laughs> and hope my friend Sherlock Holmes's like weird bunny thing helps out somehow. But yeah, I can't believe when it came
1: to
2: life and did the trial for us. And indeed, that honestly wouldn't be out of place for a Phoenix Wright game. Honestly,
0: no, it wouldn't. <laughs> So, um, let's see here.
3: And, uh, yeah, yeah so basically what, what uh, so you get testimony from Mikitoba, um, and I guess Gori has, she's read the, you know, she's known the autop- autopsy, so she's also able to sort of add additional facts. Um, and the judge cautions, uh, the, the chief justice, you know, strong cautions Mikitoba to engage in no speculation. It has to just be what he was able to observe when he was there. And if he engages in any speculation, he's going to be thrown out of the court. Mm-hmm. Which to me reads as, as him just looking for a reason to end the trial. Oh, yeah. He's looking for technicality. Yeah, um, He's dirty as hell. And uh, and so Mikitoba kind of has to be careful in what he's saying. You know, he has to watch exactly what he's saying. And uh, Gori fills in some details. Um, and so what happens is if you... So she's going to say that there was... Uh, no other signs of internal injury. Um, and then that there was a dangerous, beautiful but dangerous piece of evidence removed from the man's stomach. It was apparently the key piece of evidence that convicted him.
5: And the thing is that he can't say what, we, what we're trying to prove is that um, they faked the whatever evidence it is. And he can say for sure because he wasn't actually present at that exact moment where they found the evidence. He was um, away because they asked him to do something. I don't remember.
3: Grab a scalpel. Yeah. yeah.
2: So we can tell whether they faked this or actually found it inside the body. ikitoba also notes that he was a there was a Western sword that was
3: a stab wound for that. Yeah, <laughs> and what ends up if you press on this what ends up turning to be the the piece of evidence was uh, Genshin Asogi's ring. This giant freaking ring with all these hard edges. And I thought that you were going to examine it and find some key piece of evidence. But no, it turns out the only thing that's a contradiction here is that this giant ring is supposedly was <laughs> supposedly swallowed by Van, by um, Van Zekes to uh, to indicate who his killer was. Somehow he grabbed this giant ring, got it down <laughs> his gullet and uh, left a little clue for people who would eventually find him dead. Um But the contradiction here is, like, how could that do that without leaving any other signs of internal injury?
1: Yeah, they make a point to say that uh, where the gem is held, there are, like, these sharp claws. And I think uh, we even cut ourselves on it when we were examining it. Like, these things are really sharp. Which
0: is, that's a little much, in my opinion. Like, I would kind of believe them without that part. Yeah. His
1: ring is made out of barbed wire or something. The contradiction being that... uh, there were no other signs of internal injury which if he swallowed that thing it would have fucked his esophagus up a bit
4: but this is also the first time we actually give a cause of death right like we we say like you know slashed with a sword mm-hmm. which is yeah. I think you're right how the Baskerville thing worked like it's like yeah the professor you know murdered four people with a with a dog uh, and then one person with a sword and that's that's the <laughs> that's how the mass murderer works yeah <laughs> Apparently no one found that uh, somewhat suspicious or off.
0: Well, why would they? I mean, you know, dog swords.
3: Also, you would kind of know if you're, if the person you were killing had pulled the ring off your finger and stuck it down their throat. And if you have the means <laughs> to cut it out of them in your hand, why wouldn't you just do so? Well, that's gross, though. <laughs>
0: what can I say? The- murder is so exciting I, I didn't even notice that he took my jewelry off and ate it <laughs> things <laughs> my go by shark. so fast honestly I get cut on it so often I'm really Clint did me a favor <laughs> if you think about it
2: Clint just that was his his party trick he just went around swallowing rings all the
3: time
0: <laughs> my last my last trick <laughs> Joker's trick the final time <laughs> go
3: ahead look with your finger <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my ring, you piece of shit. Well, he got Ooh. me. <laughs>
3: I swallowed it. Now Here where's my dog? At least 2 weeks for this sucker.
0: <laughs> Good luck getting away with this crime. <laughs> oh right, I'm in the most corrupt system
3: in the world anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, and I and so you so uh basically the next thing that comes up was a little bit harder for me because you have to um uh Strongheart points out that um listen, it's great that you have no signs of internal injury, but why wouldn't he say anything? He he made he didn't push back uh, after this was pre- presented in court. He didn't try to, like, you know, all this evidence was presented. He didn't even try to defend himself. He just took the verdict quietly.
5: Yeah, it, it almost sounds like he basically admitted that he really was the professor when they caught him.
3: Yeah.
5: Didn't try to defend himself, himself at all the trial.
3: hmm And this took me a couple guesses. You have to present the dismissal notice to point out that it one person alone couldn't do it, so it had to be um th- this there had to be someone in authority involved
2: yeah this was kind of a stretch of which evidence to present yeah
3: I took a couple tries <laughs>
0: didn't they say something on the order of like i f- I, f- I forget something I don't know I thought there was like one little weird clue they gave you that I like didn't quite i I looked it up in a walkthrough but I was like oh but the thing is that
5: he was found guilty at the trial but he wasn't actually executed um mm-hmm. and there must have been some kind of, of a conspiracy to to make that happen so he must have made some kind of deal with someone um to not fight it in the trial but and, and then they're going to save him somehow yeah basically take the fall and we'll let you get out later yeah
3: i think if the, the explanation makes sense yeah it's just it's just the dismissal notice i wasn't sure if that was the one piece that was going to Reveal the explanation.
5: I I think it said that there must have been someone on the inside for the excision to be like for like that. Yeah. If you read the text.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, so the dismissal notice, right? Yep. What the hell? So, um <laughs> let's see. So who is also linked to Professor? So yeah, so Cosma. Cosma um let's see, wants to see Cosma like demands to bring people in in and Strongheart's like, no, forget it. For some reason, you know, (laughs) we can't do that. Mikitova's like, actually, (laughs) guess what, motherfucker? (laughs) I invited those people here. So uh, well,
5: Sholmes did Sholmes foresaw that they might but might be necessary so they're already ready to uh, give testimony
4: which like at this point do we just like check out in the defendants lounge just see the line of people Sholmes has lined up for us just so we have a hint as to where the trial's going
2: that would have done own oh, I have Shamspear
1: out here too he's not going to help at all he's just here to entertain us
5: actually he's probably executed already <laughs> because he, 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 he doesn't even appear in the final um, in the credit scene
3: <laughs> <laughs> they must have killed him, the
5: t-
4: Oh, dear. Yeah, that's
3: right, he isn't. Like, he's in the little, like, recap, but that's just showing everybody where they were in the actual game, oh, not yeah. at the... Like, he doesn't yeah. give a final scene. I kind of forgot
1: that Shamspear is dead.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I think we just
0: have our episode title, boss <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah. And, uh... And what, so, so it's pretty clear here that... the it's mostly Holmes but possibly also Mikitoba and Holmes are sort of dictating what's going on here uh, they're kind of hamstrung they're not able to to push back on this stuff it's in the hands of Rinosuke and Kazuma but um, they're making sure they, they clearly know what they're doing here and, and, and lining up all these people for them
1: it's I like it Mikitoba is like Mikitoba is in front helping and then Holmes is like behind the scenes helping
3: yeah
0: Power-bottoming, we call it. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded so dejected with that. Like, yeah. Well,
1: no, it's just I'm not going to fight against it.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, that's right.
3: You can't resist a power-bottom, come on. Sure, it's, yeah, you can't resist. But
0: Anywho. who do
1: they bring in? They bring in Harry Barricade, and they bring in Daily Vigil. Mm-hmm. And they want to have them testify as to what happened 10 years ago. Right. So it is kind of implied that, you know, Caden is hiding something and they kind of make it really clear. Like if uh, you lie on the stand, you're going to be liable for at the least. uh, What was it? Heresy? Not heresy,
2: but um, treachery.
3: Oh, treason. Oh, really? Treason.
2: Yeah, treason.
3: treason. Yeah, treason. treason, which is a capital crime. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're just throwing around different sorts of uh, punishments for lying in court. This is going all over the place. <laughs> well, well, the court is in its early days, you have to understand.
5: Caden, or, or Barricade, however you want to call him, um, he basically immediately confesses that he was part of the plan, and that to right. Vigil was just, um, they just blame it on him, but... Yeah, he, he had his us and he, he made it happen.
1: And it's an awkward situation now, because whereas before, um, Daily Vigil was... I don't know. Daily Vigil seems stronger in this testimony, because he's kind of, like, taking ownership that, like, yeah, the state kind of fucked me over, and, like, ruined my life, and Caden is on the stand. Like, he you could tell he kind of feels sorry about it, but he he had that you know whole, I I uh, was just doing what I was ordered it came on from on high even I don't know who did it I just had my orders and he's like I I can't apologize enough for what happened to you Daily. and he's like no I don't think you can
4: <laughs> I I think it's because you know the the truth finally came out and uh yeah. you know he he wears it well you know his wife visited him in prison they had a whole conversation and just he, he doesn't have to hide from himself anymore. And that that made him a much more confident person.
3: Although as this testimony sort of going on, um, he starts contradicting Caden a lot. And then Caden mm-hmm. pulls like a Homer Simpson strangling part of him on, you little <laughs> just grab him <laughs> and shake him a bunch. There's a point
0: too where, he, where he's kind of like, "What are you gonna do? Grab my cravat and shake me some more." Which you know, and he just
3: shakes in front. The animation is him just shaking, doing the in by himself. Yeah. yeah, he shakes
1: himself. Like it's it's really attitude. This attitude that he's got. What are you gonna do? Shake me again? You can't do it. Although he does <laughs> just do it, then. he does actually still <laughs> do he it. Does do it, but he, he keeps saying, it's like you know, you can't talk to me like that anymore. You can't treat me like that anymore." i Yeah, like my that. boss.
0: Yeah. Please don't throw me in that prior patch of (laughs) of shaking me. Which maybe I kind of like. But, um... Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. So, um... He did see the professor's will, he said, Genshin's, and uh, Caden shakes him for revealing that, and you have to tell him to amend his statement. I think
5: that's where Caden says something about the will having three pages... But the one that we have only is two. Mm, yeah. That's a contradiction.
1: Yeah. That's a contradiction. And then the other contradiction is that uh Vigil says that he saw a document that was written or written with red ink. And Caden saw one that was written in black.
5: Yeah, I think that's later. So so further the this the three pages. Um
2: It's actually backwards. The uh the color oh, is the colors first, and then, then the three pages. The color is first. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, and so we they basically uh kind of talk back and forth about like is this a clue does this matter like is this relevant in any way and if you look at the um the autopsy report for for Clint Von Zeeks the very end says there were smudges of of, of uh, a scarlet ink on his right hand yeah
2: mm-hmm. but that could only be possible if Clint was the professor and, and to which Barack Von Zeeks is like
4: get
0: out of town <laughs> you almost got me there my brother let me just take a big sip of wine now okay you could
3: make your real objection now that was funny (laughs) let's see here yeah but uh once you that is what you have to choose you have to choose like what is the you know what is uh, the reason for this you know for the red ink on the autopsy report and uh and yeah it said it said this was a confession what he was, the, the thing that, because keep in mind that what Asogi says when questioned by Vigil is that I have a last will and testament, not my last will and testament. What he's got <laughs> is a signed confession from the professor, who is Clint Venzik's. Yeah,
2: he even says this is his only weapon left.
3: Yep.
5: And what we put with the reading is that the Asogi papers that we have aren't actually the Asogi paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's something else somewhere.
4: And I, I like that one of the ways we um one of the ways we prove that they aren't the Asogi papers is because they're boring. It's like there is nothing <laughs> in here that constitutes a weapon, nothing in here that would be useful to his case, nothing in here that would compel, you know, the state of a foreign government to like break him out of jail. Mm-hmm. So obviously he had to have some better dirt somewhere.
2: I also love how uh Strongheart this entire time is just like Oh what 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 does it matter that he had red ink on and that this paper was made of red ink? Like, <laughs> like, I know he has to to play the act, but at a certain point, you're just like, OK, all
3: right. I see where we're going with this one. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's getting more desperate and more like, you know, sort of sweating and more sort of, you know, his his reactions are getting more animated. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, we're breaking him down.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: Okay, Caden isn't interesting, because I think, just like Gregson, it seems like he did everything the state told him, told him to. There was someone higher in the chain told, telling him to do something in he just did it. I thought it was for the best. Yeah,
1: he didn't even know, there was no name on the order or anything, he just knew that it came from higher down, and
5: he just did
1: it, and he was willing to throw Vigil under the bus for it.
5: And Gregson seems to have been the same. Um, mm-hmm. Just maybe questioned it some more, but he still did a lot of bad things, because... If it was the, the best thing for the country.
4: To be fair, throwing Vigil under the bus wasn't originally part of the plan. They they needed to add it to the plan when um Enoch Drebber found the body. And now all of a sudden it was like now all of a sudden it was literally front page news and they had to <laughs> Right.
1: If if Enoch Drebber hadn't done that, then there wouldn't be front page news, nobody would have known about it, and they wouldn't have needed a patsy.
4: Exactly.
0: I mean, that's also not really Drebber's fault, exactly, you know? I mean, it's still theirs in the first place that something went wrong like that. Well, it is kind of Drebber's fault because he was grave robbing. But, okay, two things. One, yeah, he was grave robbing, but it certainly wasn't his fault that, like, the state was covering up a fake execution or anything like that. And, like, furthermore, you know, it's actually still not Drebber's fault that his name got printed in the paper about it, you know? Like, if it weren't for that reporter being a dick then uh or uh odi Ozen being a dick then like then you know maybe that they they don't know who does it oh that doesn't matter i guess at that point they still have to make him yeah out. we should
2: execute that reporter
0: i think so no well he's dead remember yeah because yeah, he was grifting people with nft or something
3: <laughs> there's a very real possibility that if it's just drebber and it's he's not he doesn't get away and uh and he doesn't get published in the paper he just ends up dead right
1: yeah that's probably the more likely outcome yeah like they i mean
3: yeah yeah so we can get to to further into this later but when when more stuff is going to come out but yeah it was so basically what happens is um
5: now we we have a theory that uh asogi found out that um van zix was um the professor and he approached him and that's when they decided together that the best way to end it is to for um, also get to kill him,
3: I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. right. But we don't have any proof.
5: Well, we we, we also get uh, we we are also told now that he uh, he did have a dog. Um, mm-hmm. The younger von tells tells us that yeah that his brother had a dog. <laughs>
3: Once
4: he just goes on. It's like, well, you know, okay, we did have a giant murderous dog growing up, and well, he did like go missing on occasion, and people that were dying were, you know, at least the first few were tart were people that were like that. My brother absolutely despised, uh, but I mean. He, he, it couldn't though. Like it couldn't possibly be my brother. I
1: mean, he came home. He came home one night screaming, "I did it! I did it! Oh God, I did it!" But that could mean anything. <laughs> at
5: some point, though, he does say that he never he couldn't believe that his brother was the Reaper, uh, even though he had some evidence, because one of the victims was someone who his brother cared about a lot, um, like the third victim.
3: Yeah, it was the chief justice at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Strongheart's uh, predecessor.
5: Yes, so, so that's when, at the time, even though he had some evidence, he, he never could, could believe that it was actually him, because his body would never kill that person.
3: Yeah. And so, in order to sort of figure out, if we need to find proof, because Strongheart is still per- pushing back that. that there is, the, this is a court of law, you have to present evidence. Uh, if you don't have evidence, then all these great theories don't go to anything.
5: Yeah, now now, now we get the three pages.
3: Yeah, and then, in the same way that, actually, when, when, when the ring was presented, it was because Again, you know, without asking for permission, Strongheart's permission, um, Gory had brought the ring. And now, uh, Barry Caden brought the third page of the letter without actually being prompted. Um, and so that's introduced to evidence, and it's pretty innocuous. But, um, or, or at least Strongheart claims it's innocuous. Uh, Mikitoba reads it out, and uh, the first part, it's, just, it's a haiku. Um, I didn't write down exactly what it said, but the first part says you got to twist the the hilt twist the head Twi- twist the head yeah um mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: twist the, something like twist the head my enemies fall
3: yeah uh and uh, i think it's pretty obvious right away that of course you have to twist the hilt um apparently in the uh, in the translation um i don't know was this in the original one that there was a translation issue but no uh,
5: i that- don't I, I i once again i could i didn't have time to uh, see the english version of this but it was pretty straightforward in Japanese.
3: Yeah, it says that the
5: I think I think it I think it was like an idiom uh that you had to take literally. So twist the hilt means something else.
3: Yeah, it, it says like Paul well, pointed out it says head, and it's actually talking about a specific part of the sword, the the, the part of the, the hilt. Um and you just examine karma and if you you know, if you could twist it and there's there's that rolled up additional page with red writing hidden in the hilt. Um and you can present that. Um, and so, as soon as this is this, when the clapping starts?
1: No,
5: that, I think that's later. Okay. Yeah,
3: first we have to, to you tell us to,
5: we we learn what actually happened.
1: Yeah. So, yes. what is in what's on the red paper, the Asugi document? Yeah, it's funny because
4: we we get to present it, but we actually can't examine it in the court record.
1: Yeah, we can't read it. We have to uh, reveal it dramatically.
4: Mm-hmm. So.
1: It is the last will and testament of um, Clint Von Zeeks, wherein he confesses to being the murderer among the uh, wealthy elite.
5: But he only wanted to murder one.
1: He also mentions that he only wanted to murder one person and that <laughs> yeah. um, he... It's a they, little murder. He, yeah, he <laughs> admitted that he's not a good felon. He immediately <laughs> got caught and the person who caught him was then blackmailing him to commit additional murders.
0: It's, how it all, it's always how it starts, you know? Yeah, you can't kill just one. <laughs> it's
1: like chips.
2: Right. It's like the old Pringles commercial. Like a, It's like a gateway murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a slippery slope of murder.
1: Somebody on the playground is like, hey, kid, how about a murder? All right,
2: but just one. The old Pringles commercial.
1: The person that he names is, uh, of course, uh, Malmstrom. Strong male.
3: Yeah, so what it, he it first does is he says he's going to... Um, that, that he and uh, he is uh because he's been confronted by uh genshin uh sogi that that they're gonna have a duel they're gonna solve it that way um i think he knows that he's going to die in this quote-unquote duel
1: oh yeah it's like uh so he can die with honor
3: yeah yeah so it's probably just he's just gonna take a sword thrust and um and that uh that he's trusting that you know that genshin will you know, he's gonna trust him with this confession but he's also gonna keep it secret um and at the end, he says like, "No, but the, you know, the I wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I didn't kill these additional people of my own volition. I was extorted, and he's extorted by Strongheart."
5: He also says something like um, that he asked his friend uh, two things: one, to tell his wife everything;
3: and another thing that he can, he can't write. Yes, even in the last freaking confession, somebody in this game is like, "I can't tell you right now." I'll tell you ten years <laughs> later. <laughs>
4: Which like it, uh, and, and then von Zeeks actually brought this up earlier that he was married, uh, and his wife's maiden name was Baskerville, so add that to the to the pile uh, of of evidence mounting against uh, Clint von Zeeks that should have been obvious in retrospect.
3: yeah, <laughs> and that's where all the, the the bloody dog collar came from because that B is for Baskerville and that was her hound and uh and so anyway it was it, it turns out that after uh so that that having this uh confession and and hiding it was you know what got uh strong heart to go along with uh, sogi uh or get a to sort of confess and then uh but not actually die during the process and and uh to be broken out at the end um and he and he recruited um the judge uh the um Uh, yeah Jigoku, right to uh to to come get um asogi out of the the coffin when he was you know so he wouldn't die in there in the graveyard so uh the the two of them head over there drebber shows up and Strongheart says well you're gonna have to just shoot asogi because and then what he does is he promises him before this that he's gonna find a way for him to be minister of the interior that he can that he can find somehow because of all these diplomatic negotiations going on, that he's sure that he can get him to uh, to, for, to this position in Japan if if this stuff. So he's he's just promising him, he's just bribing him, basically with the position uh, in of power. This case to, yeah, yeah, to to kill Asogi. So it's actually him who who pulls the trigger. Um, it's not. It's again, once again, it's not Strongheart actually going through on this stuff. He's he's manipulating someone else to do it for him. Um, and he does. That's when he, that's when he shoots him right there. Uh, and the, he's the one who actually kills Genshin Um And uh, the problem that this presents now is that sure, you know, there's all this additional testimony. There's there's sort of this last confession from Clint Von Ziegs, but it's all these people who did it, not actually Strongheart himself.
4: Also, everything he did was for the good of the country. Yeah, and everyone agrees. All the people you know, in the courtroom agrees. Basically,
3: everybody up in the stands are just more versions of Caden and um, Gregson. They're all like, listen, that's really bad. You shouldn't have done that. But, you know, we do have law and order right now, and that's kind of better for us. Mm -hmm. And they start chanting strong heart. Yeah, they start cheering
1: for him and he like bows like he he does what he does best. He manipulates the entire
5: room. And also, let's be honest, he's at you least know, part of the status quo. <laughs>
3: like, they don't want this stuff to be torn down around them. This is dangerous for them.
5: Yeah, because if if, if this gets known, then this basically, the government can't be trusted anymore.
3: Right.
1: It, w- it would be chaos.
3: Yeah. And so we are stuck. So because the, the, all these, this is a closed trial, this information isn't getting out. Uh, there's, you know, all these people now in the judiciary, he's convinced to go along with him we're stuck so there's one last piece of evidence we have to present and once again as in the last time it's iris's lucky charm uh and if you pull on it we're gonna find out that yes it still connects to homes via some kind of strange cell technology but no iris has actually pushed past that she's created <laughs> uh, some version of holograms and video calling at the same time yeah. <laughs> the most elaborate hologram thing the world has ever seen, apparently invented in 1905. It's
2: like teleporting around the room, too. It's I want this in my house.
0: Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's like it's good.
2: This <laughs> is good fucking technology. It's also just really good writing. <laughs>
4: yeah. And they have like this cute little gag where like the bailiffs are like trying to tackle him. It's like you know, strongheart's like, get this man out of my court. And they're just running through him while Shulms is doing a little dance. Yeah.
1: Like a Scooby-Doo thing.
4: I think I left it on that screen for, like, three <laughs> solid minutes just to watch the animation.
1: Oh, it was, it was beautiful. But I like that the instant Shulm shows up, he's like, get this fucker out of my courtroom right now.
3: Then, then Tupac <laughs> showed up and dropped, like, eight bars. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> Virus, how?
0: <laughs> oh, man.
3: What a,
2: what a day. But there's a reason why he's here via uh, Telegram and not, or Tele hologram telehologram, hologram uh, te-
3: yeah, telegram the hol- we'll te- just call it telegram it'll be
2: great it was like cinema scope or something yeah he's uh because he's someplace else he couldn't be in the lobby with everyone else that he brought along in all of london let's be honest he's straight snitching he went to the queen yeah he did he went
3: to mommy and told <laughs> Yep. and he's like and guess what she just saw everything because it works the other way too it's two-way hologram and
0: <laughs> Holy shit, Iris, how are you doing all this? And Strongheart's like, no, you didn't.
1: And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> the queen really likes Iris's tea. Yeah.
4: <laughs> also, Iris calls her Vicky.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So speaking of tea, we are spilling it. So it's working out great. Woo. Everybody loves this.
1: So unfortunately, we don't get to see a holograph version of like cartoon queen of England.
5: Yeah, I- Iris is a, is a messenger. <laughs> Yeah, we get
1: the message from Sholmes and Iris saying, okay, um, as of right now, uh, Strongheart has no more authority in the judicial system. You will be tried for your own crimes at a later date.
2: (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Cue normal Ace Attorney freak out of the villain. Yeah. Oh, it's a great one, too. This is a good one. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah.
0: Like, they they
1: really went out on this one. So after that happens, he just starts banging his unicorn gavel on the, whatever, the pulpit. And just screaming adjourned, adjourned, and then like the, the scale behind him, like the fireball
5: scale. Did we forget the slow clap that he does earlier in the episode, by the way, speaking about animations? But he does the he does the slow clap before uh, saying, yeah, you
1: exactly, you've proven it. It's exactly as you said. By the way, I didn't kill anybody. I just said, hey, it would be really cool if this guy died. And then other people did it for me. So that's why he claps. And it goes on for so long. <laughs> He does. He starts with slow clap, and then he gets he gets like so fast.
5: But yeah, that was the slow clap. Yeah, back, back to the which, breakdown.
1: yeah, which leads to the breakdown. Like the scale, the the guilty fireballs all all go into the guilty pot.
0: So they were already in the guilty pot, right? right? But, but more, like four more.
2: He got yeah. double
3: secret guilty,
2: and it yeah, just overwhelmed it. it. He's like super guilty. The scales are completely perpendicular to the ground right now. Yeah and then fall over and then they kind of chase him you just explode behind him and he
3: just kind of launches
0: <laughs> it's kind of over the top it's kind of ridiculous kind of awesome all of those things at once somehow
3: and then when you see him next time he's all burnt up yep yeah and he ends up in the dock he uh he's, he's sort of his back is burned his hair is all you know disheveled and he's fully beaten at that point um and since we don't have a judge anymore uh the judge from the earlier trials comes down from the gallery where he's been apparently the whole time and he he takes over.
4: The only judge that we have not committed of like high crimes.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I know the blast good judge.
1: Well he was in the audience before, but he was like one of the people who was quietly like I don't I don't think this is good.
3: I was saying Boo Ernst. <laughs> I was saying <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> well, luckily, we get our good old-fashioned not guilty from him in the fireworks. So, yeah. Uh, we've, we've, got, we've got Von Zieg's, uh acquitted. And from
1: that day forward, all judges were clueless old men with white
0: beards. And there was never any corruption again anywhere in the Western world. <laughs> we did it.
3: Injustice over. Yeah, and that, that does it for the trial. Uh, we head out to the... First we head out to the, the uh, little side chamber there, um, uh, and get a couple of of things start getting a little goofy, maybe a little, little sweet and a little goofy. Where um, mm-hmm. first off, um, but. So i was like you know hey you know it's great We, i can't wait for for uh von zix to come over here with a big smile on his face and congratulate you and he's not got smiling at all because he's just found out his brother was the professor um mm-hmm. but he is very generous and earlier when he was sort of in there he's he he had a, a formally apologized um for his rampant racism before <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, and now he comes out and he's very sweet, um, and points out that, you know, you've re- that not only has he seen someone who, uh, you know, was so, you know, steadfast in pursuing the truth, but he's really but he sees that Rhinoske has really grown as an attorney and he praises his abilities and those kind of things um and it's just, I was like well we can go of course Kazuma's was going to be smiling but it's like no we just found out his dad wasn't the killer and all this all this traumatic stuff sort of was just revealed <laughs> can i
0: can i fix that wax statue is that too late can we get madame tussaud in here yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh but but he is also sort of you know, well, maybe a little curt, but he he's he's thankful for everything that Rinosuke has done, and uh, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll see you. I'm going someplace now. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Well, they
4: they also they also apologize to each other, like Von Ziegs and and uh, Kazuma, because you know they they were sniping at each other the entire time, uh, to, against any evidentiary support for what they were saying. Uh, yeah. and they finally went like, no, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I was being kind of a jerk, and you know, they they. They, they uh, smooth things over. So that's good. It's good for our boyfriends to get along.
5: Yeah. does say that he, he will never be able to fully uh, forgive Van Zix for prosecuting his father. Yeah, he did get him killed. He did get his dad killed. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't just go away. Yeah. You know, I, I can't forgive you, but I can respect you. That's
3: what i yeah. I can't forgive you, but I can not you. I cannot respect you. <laughs> and, uh, and then... Uh, they're going to have, uh, they're going to, Iris contacts us via the, or actually Holmes contacts us via pulling really hard on the rabbit the other direction to show Rinosuke exactly how it feels. And Iris is going to have a party now. So he's like, everybody back. And uh, Von Zeeks will not go. He says that I will, yeah. you know, sometime, in, I'm, I can't come right now. Sometime in the future, I will come in and we can.
2: And- oh, I ran out of wine. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
2: I
5: think if, if, if-
3: it says that after the the uh, revelations though right. That's right, because Mikitoba is now going to reveal to us who the the Iris father is, and it's because when he went to visit Nasogi in prison, Nasogi said, "Listen, um, there is. I was entrusted with with saving this man, or like like to to try to help this man's wife, but obviously, you know." You know, in, in wink, wink, in case I don't make it to save her, you'll have to do that. And Mikitoba's like, I don't understand. Why would you be able to get out of prison? You've you're just been convicted of a capital of crime. Uh, and he's like, oh, who knows how it goes? Uh, but anyway, since he doesn't actually <laughs> survive prison, uh, Mikitoba goes in his stead. He asks him to sort of protect the, the wife and that she is with child. Um, and so he goes there and he's uh, she's just in a. I don't even know if she's in her home. She's just in a home, hiding in a dark room, uh, about to give birth, and she's not doing well. And it turns out that she does give birth, but she doesn't survive. And it's Iris. So Iris is Clint Von Zeke's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. And
5: since um, Mikutaba had to go back to Japan at that point, uh, he didn't know what to do with the girl. So he asked Sholoms to take care of her. Trump's agreed.
3: Yeah so this is what they've been hiding from her and we'll continue to hide from her because as it's easy to forget she's 10 so <laughs> so actually nobody wants to tell iris that her dad was the professor um, and so yeah so that's and that's when Clint von Zeeks, now having this revelation knows he doesn't want to talk to her right now so he's gonna but he will and some he makes a promise to her to that soon he will he will come visit um, and they will they will talk um, uh, but so Basically, you get one final scene in the back at Ho- Holmes' suite. Actually, there's, it's kind of two scenes. Um, so you show up, and Gina shoots you with her smoke grenade just for good old time's sake, and because it's a party. It is, yeah. Um, and she's gonna she's, she she says she's gonna quit being an inspector, but um, but Holmes sh- uh, Holmes shows up um, and has. Because it's no longer a piece of evidence. He represents it where Gregson's watch. It's repaired. And this is the only part of this ending that seems weird. Um, Because Gregson's crimes are kind of just sort of dismissed. Presumably, Hmm. despite what I thought earlier, he's probably involved in lots of people being shut up. Right? I mean, like, or, like, the the whole Reaper thing was that these criminals were being executed. And... He probably was involved with that, Um, but it's just kind of, you know, because he was trying to do the best for the country and for Gina. I mean, it's
1: it is kind of just it is kind of just forgiven because it goes back to Strongheart just manipulating him. Like they have a scene where he doesn't really want to go along with it, but then he does go along with it due to Strongheart's prodding.
0: I mean, I think you know maybe this is a little early to get into this, but like there's sort of this common theme running through all of them that they're not like doing the the own thing for their this the, like this bad these wrong they're not doing the wrongdoing for their own personal gain. It's this sort of like and justify the means. Like I'm doing this for the time being because I don't have any other choice. Like in Strongheart's case, like. We got to get forensic science in here so that we can actually like have a working, you know, uh, legislative system here. We don't have that, though. So in the meantime, I have to do the the needful, which is the bad thing here, rather than like, you know what I mean? It's like uh, the truth. The truth is less important than getting the job done kind of thing, you know, which is like sort of the opposite of, of Ryonosuke, which happens a couple of times in this like grand adventure of ours. Yeah. But so yeah, so Gregson's not like a bad guy in the sense that he's an evil person. He's got a justification for this in his head, basically, you know. Which is not right, mind you, but I mean the justification meaning that
3: like you know, I'm just gonna kill. I'm gonna help criminals be killed. Yeah, even though they haven't been convicted of anything. Yeah, I'm just. It's like a realistic view of it, though, and the
0: realistic interpretation of it, meaning that like he's not like a serial like villain or something like that. Like he's like a person who, like a lot of bad people, have a thing in their head of why this is actually a good thing that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like Jigoku's probably the closest. He's to- just a
2: guy that's killing lawfully proven innocent people. Exactly, yeah, but in his head,
0: they're not lawful. They got off, and I don't have a way to prove it or get around this corrupt system. But I'm going to make it right. And not seeing that, you no, know, you're actually contributing to it just from maybe a different side.
4: I mean, Maelstrom also had an idea in his head of why he was innocent, and the game definitely frames him as being wrong. So there's some, there's a, a bit of a, a missing link there.
5: Maelstrom, part of what he did was also kill people because that would, um, move him forward. So the, um... Yeah. That person that, um... That, that, yeah, he straight up killed people that were threatening
1: his position.
5: Yeah. That, that person that, when that, 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 when Zix, um... The younger, when Zix couldn't believe his body would, would kill, it, um, implied that um... Strongheart asked him to kill that that person just because He wanted that position in the government.
3: Yeah. So you're talking about an innocent man just straight up murdered by the professor because he was manipulated,
2: but he still did it. And no one thought it was weird that all these people that uh, Strongheart suddenly got the job for have been dying.
3: Mm
5: And also Strongheart um, arranged the assassination of two people, of two innocent people, just because they knew too much.
3: Yeah,
0: that's true too. So Gregson, at least, is what I described that you know he's trying to do it he just sucks at it you know
2: plus he had that long fish and chips thing going on he had he had his quirks he's a likable guy you know (laughs) that's exactly it just
3: just likable murderer gregson gregson (laughs) (laughs) and he uh, he was at least questioning it at the end apparently so like he was making some kind of effort (laughs) there
0: you go redemption
3: yeah (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, so after, so after, uh, Sholmes gives Gina the pocket watch and, uh, and Gina's like, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get back into this whole being a detective thing. And, and, uh, even though she has presumably no one who's going to help her do that now and no really support from the government, but I guess we'll see what the new order is. And, uh, maybe Holmes has, uh, Sholmes has more influence to, to sort of help her out. Um, but, uh, but she also says she's gonna find Iris's dad, and Iris steps in. Seemingly, at this point now, she's just she maybe she just feels something or knows something. She says that it's caused so much trouble before that she just doesn't want to know now uh, because she doesn't need to know. Uh, she's got a daddy already. Um, use of the term "daddy" here is a little <laughs> a little bit too much, but obviously she's referring to Sholmes.
4: She's ten.
3: Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> 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 and uh, just because it makes Holmes, it makes Holmes uh, get a little teary eyed, um, and he's he's clearly touched by this. He's an old softy, um, and uh, and so uh, sort of she's going to leave it at that now. That and and I think as as you go, and um, there's a scene with where you meet up with uh, Mikitoba in the in the the consultancy uh, area, the the office area, and um, and. The two of you discuss, um, Iris, and uh, uh, you get a little more backstory, which is that she was actually named after. So that during this whole thing, that the, um, you know, the, she'll know eventually. They're not going. He doesn't want anybody to tell her now, and I think everybody sort of agreed. Everybody around her has agreed that you know we're going to wait to Tell her when,
5: when she's 18,
3: yeah, and, yeah. So, so, when she's maybe a little bit older to understand this stuff, you know, well, they're just gonna wait a few years and then tell her then. Um, but she's named <laughs> after his uh dead wife and uh um Susato's mom, I, I, I Ayame,
5: which is Iris in Japanese.
2: I
3: was half expecting
2: them to say that they named, named her after the Baskerville dog.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do we know that they didn't No, right, But <laughs> there's nothing i there. No law that yeah, says. Yeah, couldn't it be both?
3: <laughs> but also, uh, what you do is you, you tell uh, the, the, the Rinosuke here tells um, Mikatoba that uh, I'm ready to go back. I I want to be a defense attorney. Yes, I'm going to return to Japan. Um, so that's what I'm going to. Uh, I'm ready to do that. And it's so your suggestion for me to return was was something I'm going to I'm going to do.
5: Yeah, so the, the, the man that I've replaced is here now.
3: So yeah, and like you know, the, the, there is no purpose for him being here. <laughs> um, and he says that's great uh, and then Sasato shows up and she heard everything and you get this awkward this is such like these two things it's very cute but it's very awkward moments where you're like they got going to try to stick a little romance at the end because they really didn't learn the romance and no the game doesn't you know this is another one of those things where... Just, well, kind of. I think I think it is implied that maybe... Kind of, but they definitely don't say it. Like, every time they're about they to don't, say it, they fail on
0: they it. They
5: don't say it, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Susato is, is you know, like,
3: Phoenix Writer's great, great, great-grandmother. The
0: great-great-grandmother of, like... Yeah.
3: Yeah. But also, that, like, if they're going to do... If they're going to imply a relationship of any sort, they've got a lot more implying with a lot more imagery to come. <laughs> yeah. Because, so Sasato shows up. She's heard everything, and it's just a little awkward thing where it's just like this. Do you, you know, Urnowski um, is not going to say I want you to come back with me. Sasato is not going to say anything unless he says that. So she's just going to stay in her original job, and, and you know, and, and assist Kazuma, and you know, he's not going to ever ask her to stay. So that, that sort of gets unresolved there, and it, it looks like it's just going to be done.
1: Also. Also, I'd like to point out while we're here in the attic, uh she kind of does the little turn to the window like out looking at the stars at night just to like kind of give impact to what she's about to say next. And I swear to god, it just looks like she looks over to the shovel. It does. <laughs> I thought she looked at the shovel not even <laughs> yeah. and I thought she was going to say something about that. It's like, "Boy, we had some crazy adventures with that shovel, didn't we?"
0: <laughs> Spade, like, uh I will
2: miss you. Yeah, that's that's when that's when they end the game. Yeah, they they pick up the shovel and they say, "All right, let's go find Champ Spears graves." <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure that son of a bitch is really dead. Now, now off to the Italian Senate to help their government.
0: Oh wait a minute! No. Oh, this is awkward. That doesn't even make sense with the timing.
3: <laughs> but. Uh, it- so the final scene is is at the docks we're about to take off the take off we're about to t- set sail in the uh in the in the big old steamship and um and you have to have one final scene with kazuma who shows up actually first off sasada shows up and is just like hey there's somebody here you gotta talk to and then kazuma shows up and he's like listen i need you to hold my sword uh <laughs> and he's like right
1: here in front of everybody yeah
3: right now i want you to hold this you need i'm gonna unleash this you gotta (laughs) hold it just hold it for once before i leave
1: um, now, he
3: says he basically confesses to the fact that he was about to kill Gregson, that he's got these demons inside of him, and that the only way to solve this is to become a prosecutor, because you definitely want to have a bloodlust before you get involved on that side of the process. <laughs> uh, but no, his, his real excuse is that, you know, listen, I have demons inside of me. I controlled them and didn't give into it, but I want to stop the people who do have them and don't control it so he's not going to become a defense attorney that's something for Rino to do Kazuma is going to commit his life to being a prosecutor um, and then it just you know they they couldn't more heavily lay on the allusions to the fact that this is almost like they, they're having a relationship but it, you know it never crosses the line it's you know it's what we do here um, and so after he cowards. Him, after they give him the swords he's like um, well first off um, he's like listen I gotta you, you two you two sticklers for etiquette um you two kids you deserve to be together um i'm just gonna let you know that sasada wants to, to to come with you and then so like she just brings Kasato over and she's like yeah you know i i already talked to him about it when at that time when i wasn't around and you talked to my dad i i went to Kazuma and said i i didn't want to do this and was going to go home back to japan with you um but of course, Kazuma figured out that neither one of them would 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 say it. So he sort of prodded them both into into the fact that she is going to come back. And then uh, Kazuma's uh, no. And then Riosuke is like, OK, pull out your sword. And they touch <laughs> under the rising sun because <laughs> they just had to leave on that note. Nice.
4: It's genuinely a very pretty scene. It's very pretty. <laughs>
3: guess, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so eventually we're gonna. This will all revolutionize the justice system and and lead us up and eventually to Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. It's
1: because of this that one day a parrot
0: will be on the witness
5: stand. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, all different miscarriages of justice,
5: they keep it open for a sequel because they keep they keep talking about how they want to one day they like, face each other again in Japan or in the UK or wherever. Mm-hmm. So if you want a sequel, maybe we can get it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sholmes and, and Iris both are like, yeah, we're eventually going to come visit you. This isn't goodbye. This is farewell for now. And I'll see you soon.
0: But there isn't a sequel or anything. So this
2: is farewell. And also Nara was was like, oh, you remember that carriage company that uh, was named uh, Phoenix, right? I think I'd wa- that's a good thing for a child's
3: name. <laughs> I'll to write that down. <laughs>
0: If there is a split timeline where somehow I end up in America or one of my descendants, but it's somehow also Japan, then <laughs> let's name them after. Let me put the will in your, in your sword again. That seems like a good place to store a good document for, like, 100 years or something. So, yeah.
5: I like the final thing we see, which is back to the um, vignette, like they have at the beginning of the chapters, um, with Watson, like, Dr. Watson um writing the story, but then it morphs into Iris.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and that whole last scene, too, was all voiced, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of voice actors, so I guess it only had very little, like, just the objections and, you know, all that stuff actually gets a chance to do some actual work.
5: Yeah, when, when, once again, I didn't listen to it in English because I didn't have time, but I've, I've heard that the English version
1: is not very good. If we're being honest, I always... I always found it awkward whenever Suzato or Ryunosuke were talking.
0: Yeah, I think this scene I thought was all right. I think the scene where, like, Von Zeeks is talking to them and reveals the professor is Genshin is, like, the most awkward. And it's not bad. It's just off. You know what I mean? Here was like, yeah, it's all right. Comparatively, you know, I think it was better than that.
1: It's like Suzato and Ryunosuke are speaking with these weird accents, almost like the accents that they're not really supposed to have.
5: Actually I think that um not the Amer- the English version, Susato so and Naru they they chose Jap- Japanese people to act to to play them? Like Japanese Americans? Yeah. The Japanese I, people I, with English accents. Yeah, with like an English accent. With that English accents, yeah. And I think that might be part of the problem because um I think b- because they went to do that, they didn't they, they chose actors who weren't as um with with not as so much experience in voice acting.
1: Are you saying that they, cho- they chose actors specifically because they could speak English?
5: Be- because 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 they were Japanese.
4: Yeah, I think they wanted Japanese, uh, like Japanese actors who grew up in England,
3: been in England long enough to acquire an accent. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. and it's, it is a little wooden. I don't think it's that bad. is a weird choice. I mean, it makes sense.
2: It's just uh, you're limiting your pool. The
5: Japanese voice acting is very good, and, and they're all pretty much A list A list um, like voice actors. From-
2: Listen
0: it's time for a joke that no one will get it's better than siren right <laughs> where they they have like british kind of localization for no reason whatsoever
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right oh yeah choosing british localization, British accents for no reason whatsoever is a common problem in a lot of media <laughs> <He's laughs> too just make them british they'll, they'll sound
2: different <laughs> whatever that's uh, that's what the, um, the fantasy
3: worlds are it's just everyone's british there yeah yeah but so anyway the, the, after we get the so then credits roll and of course as you know we, we, you know what are we doing here it's, it's turning we're gonna get a little little vignettes during the credits um and I, I, they're all fleeing my mind right now
5: the, the, the weirdest one is the one from Gregson
3: yeah which is that's, like, all, that's what I want to talk about yeah
5: we get as like
1: final moments or like no yeah um Gina says that she's learned to read now she can read every letter A to Z and um she reads the note that was left behind to her um, by Gregson, and it said some stuff that I can't
3: remember, but it was important. He's like, he's like, he basically says, uh, I'm not a good person. I'm not as good a person as he thought I was. I've done some bad things. But, you
1: know. He says, you've got the heart of a diver, but you've got a good heart. It's a good one.
3: Yeah, you should go be a cop f- for me. <laughs> it's just kind of dismissive. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I've done some bad things, but, you know, it's not. Yeah, just who hasn't? Yeah, it's very, very, it's very shruggy. Like, uh, you know, hey, these things happen. Sometimes you gotta get, murder some people that weren't actually convicted of nothing just to get things done.
0: <laughs> you can't make a justice omelet without assassinating people in a cross assassin exchange with Japan, as the old saying goes. Hrumph.
4: My my favorite epilogue is the one we get uh, back in Japan, where we have a, a trial, and so we've got you know, ouchie as the, as the prosecutor right. and as our defense attorney, we have uh, Soseki and um and Ray, our our you know childhood friend. And Soseki is covered in cats. Just, like one on each shoulder, one on the head.
0: I was I was yeah. I think seeing him as an attorney is the part that I like the most about Soseki Natsume even though it's completely like crap like historically or whatever you know but I'm like now I like him you know
4: They're, uh, apparently they were defending uh, Inspector Hosunaga from you know
1: also that breaking
4: into the guy's office
1: my favorite epilogue my favorite epilogue was uh, you get one with Dr. Scythe in prison in in super jail and um, her daughter Gori is there and she's like talking about how Japanese people are experts at filleting corpses and Dr. Scythe says yes fish corpses and Gory starts sharpening her knives and she's like, I'd like to hone my skills. Would you like that, mama? And she's like, I'm not a corpse yet. And Gory's like, Yeah, and I'm glad. So it was a nice little sweet thing.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a hallmark moment, you know. <laughs> I'm glad I can't dissect you yet, mom. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Apparently Daily Vigil has partnered up with the redheaded league. Um because might as well get into the scam game after being in the gossip. Why, why is he in jail?
5: I guess for impersonating a police officer?
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, uh,
1: it, it's probably for the Gregson stuff.
4: Yeah. That's like an actual crime. Also,
1: he did do a perjury, yeah. He did some stuff.
4: Well, a lot of people
5: do perjury, but they don't go to jail in this game.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he's in the same place that they put, like, the bad Mario and Luigi, so it's like this is like half jail. Minimum security
0: prison. Yeah,
2: it's it's where they put the nuisance criminals. Where they put the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly.
3: Also, his wife apparently doesn't give a shit. He's been lying to her for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you scamp. <laughs> well, you were making money, right? There's a low
2: bar for forgiveness in this universe. <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's never been mentioned
1: again since the start of this case. Like, So it's good that they brought her back at the epilogue to
3: show, oh, yeah, we didn't forget her. And they don't show the judge either, um, so I guess he's dead too. Did they execute him? What's going on there? <laughs> Jogoku doesn't show up in the epilogue. He's just gone. He's, he's, he's they, they yeah. speared him.
0: I, honestly, the capital crime was breaking the witness stand. Actually, it's like the first time it was like, hey, you were under you know the whole immigration or the you know foreign diplomat thing, but now two uh-huh.
3: people. And apparently the, the, there's no... Uh, the, their agreement with Japan means he'd be, he'd be tried for it. So I think he's going to be dead.
0: What if the game had really graphic hanging scenes at the end here in the epilogue instead of all these touching things? <laughs> Yours <laughs> didn't?
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> like they piss themselves when they actually hang and twitch a little bit? What yeah. the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, uh, you know... Uh, Capcom, hire us. <laughs> yeah, we have great ideas. <laughs> we know what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> they want the drip.
3: God damn it!
4: So we finally get an epilogue with uh with Suzato in in the the ship. She's like, you know, I'm so happy that I'm I'm going back to Japan, uh, and that I had the you know the honor of being with you on this this whole this whole journey. And uh, and we pan over to the the table. Also, conspicuously, there's no wardrobe in this uh in this in this room. <laughs> So wondering if maybe they just removed them wholesale from the whole ship. I think
1: they kind of learned their
5: lesson. <laughs> I think Sharon says something about like they're going to visit Japan when it's going to be cheap because it's going to in the, in the keyboard, right?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. He says, you know, I hear I hear wardrobe class is very affordable. We've handed a table and there's a there's a very cute little portrait that like they they took at the dock. And so it's got all of them in there, and Suzada's, like wiping away a tear, and Iris is holding um, Wagahai just up, just up, barely in frame. And uh, yep, cat's good. And there's the the Dharma with uh, with with both eyes filled in. So I I don't remember if we mentioned the Dharma before now, but yeah, I think we, we
1: may have. But it, it's like the little red doll where it's like you you're supposed to. Either make a wish or set a goal and then fill in one eye. And then when you when you complete the goal, then you fill the other eye in.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to meet the listener of Visual Novel Book Club who doesn't know the dharma. What are
1: you going to do to him, Slopey? You've
0: won a prize, my friend. No, anyway. <laughs> I was just curious. Like the person who was like, you know, I'm really interested in visual novels, but I know nothing about the dharma in Japan, you know. Maybe that person exists. Maybe that person was me not so long ago.
2: I've never even heard of the Nipponese.
0: <laughs> uh, my oh, learned bon friends,
3: <laughs> bon is a friend. Is a fan of the show. <laughs> oh, also during that uh, final scene with Sasato, she says the thing. He's like, "Oh, I guess you're a real ace attorney, huh?" <laughs> she doesn't the Japanese.
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, you've got me cornered there.
1: Looks like you found your resolve. Yeah, and I think that's about it.
3: Yeah. And we get the old the old the uh scroll at the end where you sort of walk past each character you, you encountered in this game and some of them join you, or at least Holmes and Sholmes and uh, an Iris join you and then drop off for a bit yeah. and then Sholmes and uh and Mikitoba do their little dance as you're walking by.
1: We we pass by Judge Jigoku and he does like the little kabuki
3: pose. Yeah, and, and um um Strongheart does the, the whole like Ah, we just puts his yeah, two arms. To his, yeah, this is a clapping thing. But uh, that that ends the game.
4: The The last scene we get to see is of, uh, you know, Narohoto and Kazuma, you know, touching, touching swords. And that's the, the last thing that we see before the Capcom logo.
3: But all told, yeah. Uh, very enjoyable game. Playing two back to back means we're, probably, we're, we're good. We, we've, we've. Kinda reached our limit, but I was um, it, I enjoyed both games immensely. Yeah, I th- I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I did
5: too. You you can't really play just one of them. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not a complete story.
1: It, it really isn't. Like I said, if I'd have played that game back when it came out and it ended like that and we didn't even know if we were going to get a sequel, I would have been a little mad.
0: I mean, I would have been too, but, like, you know it's funny as the story went in directions I really didn't expect it to. I'm still... Su- not still, but, like, you know, I'm... I, I-, I thought for sure did would be back somehow, you know? Even though, like, now that you see the complete story... Like, I never expected they actually burned the guy to death, you know? Like, in, in an Ace Attorney game.
3: In the courtroom! Done. They just burned him to death in the courtroom! I know, like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck around and find out asshole like wow alright Gregson Jesus no, all, all,
5: that one of the judges is a double murder um there's a lot of things here that Ace, other Ace Attorney games don't do
0: no well it's funny cause I always like was thinking about an Ace Attorney game where like what if the judge was a bad guy and it's like what, if, what if, and then shoot Takumi's like what about two motherfucker and it's like alright
3: yeah. <laughs> and the one who killed two people is the slightly less bad judge <laughs> <laughs> wow well
0: so fate night stay night next now that I think we're <laughs> I don't actually know anything about it except that it would be like 500 parts or something like that but
3: you know well
5: I don't know if we'll go over this but no that that would be um- 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 umineko which everyone keeps, keeps wanting us to do
3: <laughs> which, is, if-
5: which is a really really good game but it will be 500 parts yes <laughs> oh god yeah,
1: I don't know if we'll go over this, but there is some, like, extra stuff that you can get now that you've completed the game. You can look at all the artwork, you can listen to all the music. There are, like, short things called escapades, which I think Oren said were, like, DLC for this game or something.
4: It looks like they were only for the first game, because they all they all say, like, contain spoilers for The Greatest Attorney 1 adventures or whatever. Yeah,
5: I think they were all DLC for the first game. And then there are some things that are just videos,
1: which I watched one of them back when we were doing the first game. And it was like, I think it was promotional videos that they released uh, back before the game came out. And one of them was like, uh, this game's Naruhodo talking to Phoenix Wright. And he's like, he's, he's Pixel and we're like 3D and we're talking about like how we're the, like, who's the grandfather? Is it him or us? (laughs) That's cute
5: they're neat, you should watch them. They're also, by the way, costumes for some of the characters if you want to replay the game and have different graphics.
1: Oh, I did
0: that. I did that for the achievements. You can yeah. put
1: Suzato in Iris's homemade outfit or you can have uh, Herlock Sholmes in, like, Japanese stuff.
4: Having a Narihoto cosplay as Sholmes is, is good. I think that outfit looks very good mm. on him.
5: This was also all DLC on the 3DS version. <laughs> <laughs> Paid DLC? I'm pretty sure, yeah.
4: One of the, uh, one of the escapades... Explains why Cosmo wears a red headband. Uh, did anyone else watch that one?
1: No, actually. I haven't done any of the escapades.
4: Well, it's a. Uh, I I watched. I did a couple of the escapades, and for the most part, I didn't enjoy them very much. But I really like this one. Uh, the 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 answer is because, uh, Cosmo is really bad at tongue twisters, and so he he resolved to get better at them and that's what the red headband is about is his resolve to be better at tongue twisters uh and the the tongue twister you know it's because I, I remember that i mastered the tongue twister you gave me which was red headband lead headband dead headband and uh and so that's why he, he always wears the red headband for that and uh Ganarajoto helpfully tells him that that wasn't the tongue twister; it was something else entirely. And what he just said is not hard to say and should not take practice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, no, no, I, I, was like practicing it a little here, and I thought it was a little difficult. But
3: whatever. well, it sounds like the red leather, yellow leather that people use as like a vocal exercise to warm up.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, right, but that one has like a has like an inversion of like you you have to make your tongue do the opposite thing.
3: Yeah, it's like a mouth exercise. You have to, like, you know, red leather, yeah. yellow leather. Yeah, you have to keep, you know, it's, you loosen things up. Yeah. The, the tip of the tongue. Red, letter, yellow letter. Leather. red leather, yellow red leather, leather. Leather. Red leather, red, yellow, red leather, leather, and leather yellow, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Guess what? Next week's episode is just going to be us doing tongues? <laughs> yeah, vocal exercises.
1: is just- Oh, brother. Little <laughs> did you all know that we do a lot of warming up before each podcast.
0: <laughs> well... I guess that's it. Glad that we're doing all the vocal exercises at the end of the podcast, though. Yeah, no, that's that's the time to do them.
1: Yeah. Well, you're supposed to read this podcast from uh, right to left.
0: Mm -hmm. Like a Japanese podcast, right? Right. To left. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, folks. Well, thanks for thanks for watching and listening. And um, we will see you next season.
3: Yeah, and feel free to shoot us suggestions that don't have 500 parts, and we will consider them. <clears throat> All right. All righty.
0: Later.